This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Vic Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Well, hello, everyone. This is Dr. Vic, and you are listening to another episode on the Mindful Experiment. I will have to say this interview was one of the most different approaches that I've have gone with in my history of my podcast talking about the mindful experiment. Um, it was an interesting one and I learned a lot and I, and, and my background in energy medicine kind of helped a little bit with this and understanding a little, but it was a different approach to looking at freedom, spiritual freedom, how to really find that freedom in a different aspect. And I had the distinct honor and pleasure of interviewing Sophia Sandari. And what I loved about this interview is just how to connect with yourself in a unique way that we all do in some way, shape, or form. Um, as a human, we talked about this. We even talked about, uh, I was so fascinated and my mind was just very intrigued. I had to look at other animals or species that are very similar to us in, in this way. Um, but what Sophia does is she's dedicated her life to helping people remember the beauty, the power, and the innocence of their erotic nature. What we found out when we were talking in the podcast episode, I remember I brought up, I was like, I think humans are the only species in the world that actually have sex for pleasure. And what I found out was, is that in the middle of the podcast episode and the recording, I am literally Googling, trying to find out that's true. And I actually found out that it was uh, dolphins and, uh, and, and humans, but you'll tap in and see why that came up. But what her, her whole purpose is, is to help serve love. I mean, she's here to serve truth and she's here to bring everything she touches back to its true nature. Um, Sophia is a transformational leader. 
she's offering people an expanded view of what the human existence can really look like or what your human existence could really look like. Invite, she invites her students to question beliefs that are deeply ingrained in society, but block us from experiencing all of life and being free. These are beliefs about the nature of our sexuality, emotions, relationships, and life in general. This is what most of us believe life and sexuality should be. She offers you an alternative to confuse the mindsets and the habits. Um, when she works with individuals, she puts them in a darkness and stop being shameful, but actually she nourishes your light, helps you nourish your light where spirituality and sexuality are one. And what she does with her people, clients and classes and so forth is she offers tools for expansion, freedom, and authenticity. She doesn't see anyone as broken or needing to be fixed. She sees them as a powerful and bright. And she's here to help remove any of the veils that are hiding your magnificence from this world and yourself. And what she does is she helps provide a sacred and safe place for people to drop all their masks and reveal the true beauty of who they are. And I must say, it was a fascinating interview that we had and diving in to different aspects of sexuality and how it opens up to spirituality and how they're both the same and can really help you level up in your life to get that freedom. Uh, and I was very fascinated. I was very intrigued. Um, and it really shared some different highlights and perspectives. And I know it will do the same for you. So without no further ado, without taking any more thunder away from her, here is Sophia Sundari. Well, Sophia, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much. I'm, a, I'm very excited to have you on. I, I, as I, I did my due diligence, I always do my research, want to see who's coming on, um, get to know you as much as I can before I actually you know, have this moment to share some space with you. And I love what you're up to. I think it's so critical. I think it's huge. I think it's very important in so many different ways. Um, so I can't wait to share and dive in and pick your brain on all the things that you're up to and doing. Um, but like I always do in the beginning of any, any interview, I always like to know, how did you get into what you're doing? What was, what's your story? How, what was your journey to getting into the work that you're doing today? Oh, yes. Uh, thank you uh, for your curiosity and thank you for having me here. And uh, I'm deeply passionate about what I do for a long time. I actually couldn't really separate my work from my personal life because it's so like it's just uh, yeah what, what I love what I breathe really and um, how it all started is uh, well I used to live in Russia in Moscow and I used to be a lawyer because that's what I felt a successful person should should do like have a solid job have a solid good education and then I get the solid job and it didn't really like I didn't really have a thought about whether I was really enjoying it or not. I didn't really question that uh, life can be somehow really full of joy. It felt like, okay, the job is just something I have to do. And then eventually uh, maybe I'll get married and have a family. And uh, that's it. That, that was, that, that's what I kind of saw my life to be. Um, but uh, luckily, I mean, at that time it felt like a curse, but now in hindsight, I can say that it was a real luck or blessing. Um, I, one day I came to the office and I walk in and I came after some kind of other new adventure because I always wanted to escape my life that I was having. So sometimes I would go for like an extended weekend to... Um, another country and experiment with something new but then I would come back and then I come back to the office one day on like Wednesday or something coming late after this holiday and then I come to my room and I see that the desk is empty and uh, then I freeze in that moment I feel really short of breath <laughs> and everything feels really dark and really scary for some reason and then just in that moment I, I realized that I uh, got fired and so unexpectedly I was so confused so not ready for that so that really um, created a real like drop in my in my life i got depressed i didn't know what to do i was kind of trying to either find the same kind of job or no i was i was really confused and i just was the only thing i i was doing i was partying with my friends uh getting drunk on the weekends and uh, actually being quite uh, in a low place inside of me 
And then uh, when I tried to try to get a new job of the same type, I realized that it was just it felt so bad, and I couldn't understand what I could do instead. But it just felt so bad. And then um, somehow I just started to think. Like I remember I was googling. Like I, I went to Google and I went like, okay, how can I make my life better? And I felt like I I need to get a bit more confident. And that would make my life better. Somehow I, I arrived there with my conclusions. I remember Googling how to get uh, more confident. And in the end of that Google search, I pretty much uh, ended up uh, booking a ticket to India, <laughs> one-way ticket to India, because I felt that um, I just I needed to change something dramatically. I needed to change the... Uh, the reality was I needed to stay, take a step back from everything. And then uh, I flew uh, to India and uh, there it was not the first time. But I already knew that, that I really loved yoga. It was really kind of opening some new perspectives for me. I was feeling differently. I was somehow happier to be in my body, to be in my own skin. And so I went there with this intention to, to go deeper into yoga and uh yeah, well fast forward from there like what is it uh, i think 11 years ago today oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah because of that trip i am yeah, deeply immersed in the world of um of, of real life really what's uh, that's what i can say at the time it felt like i was looking for something different for something like kind of esoteric or something spiritual or something conscious uh, but now looking back I feel like I was just looking for this sense of real life inside of me and feeling that I am actually a creator of my reality and that I can live uh, totally in accordance with the true calling of my heart with the true guidance of my soul we can say um, so yeah and in the end I ended up going very deep into uh, different uh, traditions, uh, Western esoteric tradition, also yoga and tantra and uh, Taoism, um, and exploring various traditions within those uh, lineages. And um, yeah, I ended up staying in a, in a, in communities, like in prolonged retreats, and really going very very deep into my studies, into my practices, and then. Um, eventually started teaching yoga and meditation and tantra and conscious sexuality and specifically uh, what really um, uh, has been very strong for me is this real um, landing we can say into what it means to be a human how to reincarnate as a human like okay we incarnate when we are born but then it feels like there's like parts of us that are missing that are not fully here and then a very big piece for that is this our sexuality our sexual energy because that's what creates us and so embracing sexuality has been very very potent and profound for me and so now um, a lot of my work is related to it but it's like a, a gateway it's like an entry point but then as we um, give space to our sexual energy fully, then it's like all those missing bits of our uh, humanness start to land as well. I love that. When, you know, when you, why is it that some people, and I'm not saying all of us are like this, I mean, in the States, you know, I'm, I'm speaking from on the state side of things, but why do you think sometimes we're not comfortable with our own sexuality? Would, um, would you say that a lot of people that were people you work with, you're more, you're the expert on this one. Um, why, would you say people are like, it's hard for them to connect sexual, sexually with themselves in a sense on that, on that level some way? Well, there are so, so many reasons, um, but really the deepest uh, reason within us is uh, repression. Yeah, sexual repression that we experience uh, collectively. Um, and so this repression, of course, is very much reinforced by religion or, or by church because there is a, a bit of a very clear connotation that sexual energy or sexuality is somewhat sinful. Um, yeah, unless it's used for procreation specifically. Then, so many of us get infused with those beliefs 
from very early age. Then it gets reinforced because uh, at a very young age and like at around uh, age three, four, that's when it's a very tender and really important age develop developmentally. So whenever we have some um, uh, challenging experiences in that time, it influences our whole life. So at around that age, you know, coincidence or not, that's when we start to get really interested in our sexuality. That's when children start to get curious about their genitals and uh, touching themselves and exploring. And it's really natural. But then because of this kind of repression that is already happening, then when the parents see us doing it, they are not really <laughs> in, encouraging us. They're not really telling us, yeah, great, go ahead, explore yourself. They tell us not. Like, this is <laughs> right? <laughs> explore your orgasmic potential. <laughs> not <That's> really. <laughs> so they tell us uh, something opposite. They tell us our hands will fall off or, uh, yeah, some stuff that kind of we absorb that it is wrong somehow touching our genitals is wrong and then as we go along uh, our life then uh, we get more and more experiences where somehow it is not cool yeah somehow it's a bit perverse if people are naked then we look at porn and it feels like it's some a kind of dirty thing to do and we see lots of perverse uh, attitudes towards sexuality which have nothing to do with what is actually sexuality and it's so pure it's it's the purest it's a so such a pure energy when we give it the mind and the mind uh, starts to analyze then it, it makes it uh, not pure because the mind uh, its nature is not always pure so I feel like, you know, that's, that's the key, like the repression, the, the shame that comes on top. And another thing is the power, because sexuality is power. Our sexual energy creative force. So when, there is, when this force is out there, um, it, and we are, when we are total, totally in touch with that force, it means that we're totally in touch with our power. And uh, also historically, and see that actually um, like we like majority of people are controlled by those few elite people kind of let's say yeah emperors or government structures or church that there is a certain like hierarchy and then for that hierarchy not to re, not to function there needs to be a certain control over the power of majority of population so I feel like you know kind of digging a little bit deeper and so this why a sexual cultivation practices we know that they were there for thousands and thousands of years in Taoism it's known in various esoteric traditions and uh, in Western uh, cultures also in, in South America and in India and so those practices have been available for us but somehow they were uh, you know not really available for general population so I see that it's a, it's a real um, controlling power of the of the people yeah i agree with you more i think and i think at least my experiences you know uh the church just the church in general and i have nothing for all those who are churchgoers and they're you know you follow a specific religion there's nothing know that i'm not bashing that in any sense but it's the concept mm -hmm. if you look at you know if you just read the bible um and you, they talk about those things in there, how it's, you should be doing that. This is not, you know, it's only for procreation. That's it. Nothing else. And, you mm -hmm, know, all these mm -hmm. different things. And, and if you do, or if you like, you know, again, I come from Italian Roman Catholic society. So, um, you know, someone who has, who does, you know, before um, getting married and things along that nature, that is a sin. And that's a very, very deep sin. You know, you can go to hell and forever and, infinity, you know, so all this fear, mm -hmm. shaming, guilt, um, mm -hmm. you know, as you said, I love how you said the word control, cause I think that's where it comes from. And I'm, I'm not going to get into conspiracies here, but I think sometimes they think, you know, when they do that, is it because they, they, they have to keep control that if people really found out the creative power from all this, you know, like just the sacral mm -hmm. chakra, right? How much that's your creative energy, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Uh, did they, you know, like, did they not want people to find this out because they, they won't need or like, I always, I always get curious when I see suppression of things or suppression of knowledge or suppression of information. Like there, what is there, you know, something that is holding back in a sense of letting the people know 
that look at the power of what this can do for your life. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, in a way, there is like a reason for control of power, because when you have a lot of power, you really become powerful. So you become powerful. And if you don't have the consciousness to be with that power, you can create lots of mess, right? Like totally. there can be misuse of power. We see that a lot happening. Yeah? People who don't have the real capacity to hold the power, they can misuse and they can hurt people and traumatize people. And, you know, even, you know, if we're kind of going into those, there can be created some black magic or, you know, whatever is, can be, how can energy be misused? So in a way, like it kind of makes sense, but uh, then I feel that uh, the emphasis should be more on supporting people and growing their consciousness rather than in uh, uh, repressing or like taking away those things that can really unleash their power. And uh, yeah, like those sexual like cultivation practices uh, and like just genuinely understanding of the purity of sexuality are those things that really unleash our power. I love that. How can, so somebody who's listening to this and they're listening to us here and they're like, I, I, I would love this. I love what you're doing. I, 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 I'm into that, but how, what's the, what's the starting point to connecting with one's sexuality? What, what is, what is the beginning process to all that? Well, um, we kind of have different entry points, but uh, I find that very direct and very clear way of connecting with our sexuality is to connect with our genitals. And because really that's the part that defines us as who we are incarnating into this body. And that's the seat of our sexuality, so the sacral, like you were saying, and that's all related to our genitals. And most people have a very disconnected uh, attitude towards their genitals. They, they never really connected with their genitals with a, in a conscious way. Mostly they just use them for something, yeah, for uh, pleasure, for um, elimination, yeah, just like touching sometimes, or um, for men also it can be like they're really using, they're really having this really harsh way to handle genitals for women there might be a lot of shame for men also might be a lot of shame lots of ideas about the size about how um, the genitals look or for women also shame how it should be how is the hair how is the smell um, and so also yeah the, and there are like byproducts of of this disconnection of this shame uh, and um, uh, the greatest byproduct is that yeah, it's a general disconnection from what makes us, what, what creates our essence in this human form, what makes us a woman, what makes us a man. So I find that uh, this very, you know, it sounds maybe very direct, very intense, but really it's very simple. Yeah, it's just part of our body. Why are we so ashamed even to talk about this? Maybe now people are listening and they're like, oh my God. Did we end up here? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm aware of it. It's so beautiful, you know. Like our genitals, they are pure. They are really beautiful. In uh, Indian, in the tantric tradition, it's seen that our genitals they represent the um, the perfection of the universe. Um, the, for example, the women's genitals are referred to as yoni, and yoni means sacred temple. Or another word is the source. So the source of existence, the source where we all came here from. So it's incredibly sacred and incredibly pure place, in fact. But just again, our mind is not always pure. So the mind starts to tell that it doesn't look right, that it doesn't smell right, that it should be different, that it should be treated somehow differently, that uh, a woman's vagina has to open before she is open. Um, yeah, and so many women go into sex prematurely when they're not really ready for it, and then they actually closing their heart as a result of it. Yeah, so that's one piece. And then for men, uh, in Tantra also, it's seen that uh, man's penis is, re is referred to as lingam. So lingam is that pillar of uh, light, 
yeah so it there can be this way to see the genitals so it's like this um sacred temple and the pillar of light together and then there's this famous symbol of this yoni and linga together which represent the perfection of the universe is absolute perfection absolute balance of the masculine and feminine energy in the world uh so um yeah, so that, that's where I feel we should start. And uh, there are specific practices. I also have online courses that are uh, totally dedicated to that for men to really connect with their penises. And that's where, where I, I see men actually connecting deeply with their power and also with their heart. Because when you connect with your genitals in that uh, conscious way, then you uh, connect with your whole body. And your, your connection with the whole body also leads you to a real connection with your heart and for women in a similar way but different but also um working uh, on connecting with vagina um it's amazing it's a whole pandora's box that opened because uh women discover uh, like that the vagina stores things actually there can be like emotional things that are stored in this physical uh part of the body, yeah, or it's like in in uh, inside of us. Like, and sometimes women start working and consciously connecting, and then there's so much emotions come up, so much emotional release come up, and this is beautiful. It's same for men also. For men also, when they start uh, connecting consciously to their genitals, and also sometimes this cleansing starts happening, uh, and this is an important piece of uh, reclaiming our sexuality. We have to cleanse all this years or sometimes centuries or maybe thousands of years of disconnect yeah I, I i agree i mean there's so much there's so much on this level that's not really talked about or even taught that much in in so many ways and it's more of um i would say unconscious sexuality in a sense mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. um you look at society and it's like in the states and, and it's like the, these things occur but they don't realize the conscious side of it. And, and, and one, they're not, obviously they're not conscious or connected or mindful with themselves. So then any act that they do is not going to be either. Um, And I love, you know, I love how you bring up certain words. I'm big into words. So when you're, you're saying, you know, the pillar of light and things like that, I'm just like, yes, all in that, that, that's solid. Um, But I also, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the things I'm, Losing my train of thought, it'll come to me. You said something, and I, I wanted to ask on that, but it'll come back. But um, you know, just just the whole concept of uh, this was going to say in my spiritual journey, I, I learned that you know what really is like when we go back into our non physical. I was you know I, I was always very, I was, a few years ago. I was very fascinated. I wanted to learn more about this. And I kept doing a lot of research, a lot of studying, a lot of meditations and so forth. And then I started understanding that when, when someone has a true full orgasm, when you have a full body orgasm, that all of a sudden that, that split moment of a second is a split moment of your non-physical true self. Mm-hmm. Have you, with your research and things that you do, is that, is that true? Is that something that um, you, you, you teach about and things like that, or is it something a little different? Oh yeah. I wrote a whole book about it. (laughs) 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 The book is called liberation and the orgasm. And what I really mean by orgasm is that state of connectedness with all. So in your words, yeah, it's like you experience self beyond what you identify yourself with beyond your physical, uh, body yeah and feeling really big um so uh, absolutely you know uh, there's a way to open to this full orgasmicness uh, which is beyond just like an orgasm what we think oh it's just like five seconds of peak experience that just comes up and goes it's actually an experience of this full aliveness full on vibrancy full on radiance from within and for all of us, that's what I write in my book, uh, for all of us, it's a natural state. I find that that's how we are born. We are born fully connected, fully vibrant, fully alive, um, pure. And then as we go and over through life, the repression increases, uh, then we lose touch with our natural uh, sense of aliveness, our natural sense of pleasure. So... 
yeah, absolutely. This ultimate orgasm is a state of absolute union with with the divinity, uh, with truth, with a capital T. So uh, it's an amazing thing to explore within, and um, it comes through activating the whole body and discovering the whole body as an organ of pleasure. Love that. And through your, through your journey, like what are some things that you've experienced, you know, as you connected with yourself more from a sexual side, spiritual side, all those things, what are some of the, the feelings you've come through? Like, was it more freedom? Was it like being reborn? Um, can you like elaborate a little bit on that for the listeners? Because they may be listening to this and going, what is going on here? <laughs> um, and the reason why I wanted you on the podcast is because this is the first time I'm tapping into this because it is part of the mindful experiment. It's all part mm-hmm. of the experiment of life and the different fabrics of it and different things. And I think, you know, sexuality is, is massive. We are humans. It's, um, we are the only species that you know, does it for self-pleasure um, or for, does it for pleasure, uh, not just procreation. Um, mm-hmm. And someone out there may be able to quote me that I'm wrong. I don't know. But I, when I know I was going through my studies, it was, we, this is one thing that came up and we were learning and the tip, humans are the only ones that'll do it for uh, pleasure for the most part. Everyone else, every other animal does it for creation purposes only. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I, I heard at some point, I don't know if it's true, but they also said that pigs, they actually also have uh, sex just for pleasure sometimes. <laughs> or they have this massive, okay. massive orgasm. I don't know actually. Um, no, maybe yes. I, I might be wrong, but I know that they have really strong orgasms. <laughs> I know a pig. No, a pig orgasms for like thirty or forty-five minutes. That sounds yeah. very. That sounds scary to me. <laughs> I, I, I don't even if there's like enlightenment to that stage. I don't know if I can. If that's gonna be painful. <laughs> No, actually it's not because it's a different type of orgasm. That's what people uh, sometimes not really understand and that this kind of contractions, contractive type of orgasm that we are used to, like this kind of release that lasts like five, ten seconds or something. It's like we think that, oh, this kind of thing going on for half an hour, oh, I'm not sure I'm ready for it. But that's the thing, that it's not that. It's a different type of orgasm. So it's... Yeah, it's it's not even similar because we all like in my book I list doesn't really matter, but uh, I'm not so much into like uh, numbers and things. But still, I list like ten types of orgasm for men and ten types of organs for women. So there's actually different ways to experience this really deep pleasure, and those long, full-on, massive orgasms can last sometimes not only thirty minutes, sometimes hours, sometimes days. To be honest. And uh, sometimes you can just be in this orgasmic state, which just, it's a state. It's not just a, a peak experience. And you're totally functional and you're totally happy and you're, you're really feeling better than ever. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, coming to your question, uh, what changed for me is everything changed, really. You know, everything changed because um, I tapped into my power. Like before that, I was, I think I was just kind of half leaving and I, I thought I was having pretty good life and everything. And I just, and I also thought I didn't need any help with my sexuality, but I'm looking back and, and it's, and it's quite ridiculous actually how far, how disconnected I was in fact uh, from myself, from my power. You know, even just an example of when I was a lawyer, sometimes I had to talk in front of people, not even a big group, sometimes just like 10, 20 people. But I had to talk in front of those groups and then just physically something in my throat would clench and I would just start to cough and not being able to say a word. Um, and then now I have sometimes groups of hundreds of people in front and um, I, I don't have any issues with that. And that's also very linked, uh, let's say, in the expression, yeah? The, uh, our um, expression is through the throat, yeah? It's a capacity to speak your truth, to voice your truth. And for that, we need to be anchored in our power. And so only once I started really tapping into my power, into my sexuality, then I was able to actually be able, uh, be strong enough to even voice my truth, to speak without any reservation, without any fear. So that that's a you know a very big uh, also healing like I've healed myself from various things I had polycystic ovaries um, just generally like my body regenerates so fast and that was not the case when I was younger 
um, and that's very natural also for body to regenerate itself and so it happens through this uh, openness of the energy body which is the orgasmic body so these are the things yeah and then yeah it's just to name a few general sense of confidence sense of feeling connected to myself knowing who i am and resting in that um yeah so these are a few things that changed dramatically does sexuality open up an individual's kundalini uh yes because uh, kundalini is uh, sexual energy yeah so kundalini is um, in esoteric and mystical traditions it's seen as this raw energy basically of a human being and raw energy is the sexual energy because that's the, the energy that created us it's a very basic energy and uh, it's uh, in the, those traditions uh, kundalini is depicted as the snake so it hasn't, it's not a snake, yeah, but it's depicted as a snake. And then it's said that when we uh, come to a certain level of purity and certain level of openness, then the snake starts to uncoil from our base, like our perineum, or like our root chakra, and it starts to uncoil along the spine. And then all the energy centers that are sitting along the spine, all the chakras, they also start to get purified, cleansed, and awakened. So yes, exactly. When we work with sexuality, we start to awaken. We awaken that snake. We awaken that uh, purity within us and cleanse all of our whole system. And then the kundalini can rise all the way through the body to the crown. And is this one of the ways when you, you open up to the sexuality, you have that orgasm, not just the releasing the physical, you know, the neurological mm -hmm. sensation effects, but mm -hmm. when you awaken the Kundalini, this is when an orgasm can be longer than 30 minutes, an hour, a day, you know, and just for all the listeners, by the way, a pig has an orgasm for 30 minutes. And uh, just because I was, I was checking something here. I was very curious and dolphins are the only other species that has sex for pleasure. Um, mm -hmm. No wonder we're best friends with them. <laughs> mm. Oh, dolphins are incredible. <laughs> yes, love their energy. But, you know, so is it, you know, is that the, one of the reasons why then um, that someone can have an orgasm that will last a day, two days, three days um, when they tap into that power and set into that place? Yes, yes, definitely. That's a way to describe it as well because it's like your your whole body comes on fire in a way. It's like you are lighting up from lighting up from inside. So yes, we can also describe it that it's like Kundalini rising and uh, the whole body starts buzzing and vibrating and the, there's a, a renewed sense of freedom in your central channel which runs along the spine and uh, you just charge like with this electric current and the um, orgasm becomes uh, an extension of that. And I can only say, cause I mean, I've had my Kundalini activated in other forms and the, the intense heat is, it's, it's interesting. It's freaky. Cause it's like, you have a fire inside of you but not burning like pain wise, but like heating up so much. And the only way I can relate to this is I, I talked to my mom about this because she gets hot flashes. She, well, she used to. And I'm like, mom, I know what hot flashes are. And I've had 10 times that effect. Mm -hmm. I know what you're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it's a very, when you first have that experience, you, you, it's kind of like, what is happening to my body? This is, I'm burning up, but I don't know why. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, it can. It also can be the opposite. It can be very cold. It can feel very, very cold and like with the chills through the body. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. It, it depends. And actually, with those hot flashes for women, um, uh, you know, uh, my students, my female students, they learn to recognize those hot flashes as Kundalini rising. And actually, that's what happens. Like, okay, yeah, there is a physiological effect, but our physical Biology is not separate from our energy. So in a sense, it is a Kundalini rising uh, for those women. And it's normally, it's like so many are kind of scared of the menopause and they feel like oh, the youth is gone and like there's a kind of grieving that comes together with it. But actually, uh, in um, we can see that the woman, she stops losing uh, ex this energy because every time women are bleeding, we are losing some energy 
and uh, with menopause what happens is that this energy is no longer lost so the woman enters into this wisdom phase so she's not losing the energy she's accumulating it and even these hot flashes are indication that the energy is moving up and she is entering more of that wise phase of life love how you say it like that. It's so true in so many ways. I was just thinking, you know, because sexuality is so much creative energy and so much things. And, you know, women go through a detox every month, you know, the energy is being lost and all that. And now when they don't need to create that, like create like babies, physical babies, uh, procreation, then mm-hmm. they can take the creativeness into a different realm. And that energy can exactly. be for the wisdom and mm-hmm. the, the all that fun stuff you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And same for sexuality, yeah, when we're not using uh, sexuality to procreate, like what we started talking to you about in the beginning of this call, um, that, uh, yeah, it's not always that we want to use sexuality for procreation, and, and it's like kind of the only uh, allowed way to use it, uh, church and, and uh, things. But then if we are not using for procreation, and imagine, yeah, we can create a whole human with this energy so if we are not using for procreation then we can use it to create anything we can use it to create ourselves we can use it to recreate ourselves our power and just really the life we desire by harnessing this energy instead of losing it instead of leaking it instead of wasting it so true and you mentioned something earlier in the podcast where we you were talking about like how the vag the vagina can it holds emotions it can hold mm-hmm. um energies in that area mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um for the listeners my background i'm a chiropractor uh, for my listeners they know that already but long story short one of the things that uh, i i specialize in is pregnancy um and helping mm-hmm. women with pregnancy and, and uh, you know making sure adjustments the baby all that fun stuff making sure the brains where it needs you know functioning where how it needs to be and the bodies and can handle and take on the stress of birth. But one of the things that I've, um, I know I'm never going to have the experience of giving a ba- giving birth to a baby, not going to happen. But mm-hmm. one of the things I've heard from stories um, from a lot of women who've done it natural and they've done hypnobirthing and con- I call it conscious pregnancy, conscious labor, because you're being conscious and tuned in with your body. There's a mystical experience that happens um, when they really surrender and let go and tap mm-hmm. into themselves where I've had, I've heard so many stories of women saying I wasn't the same person after my pregnancy, something happened and something like the doors opened and I'm not being literal, <laughs> literally about that. Um, is that, you know, is that sometimes that's the, it, people don't have to go through that experience. They can go through it just by connecting from a, a, a tapping into their sexuality and tapping in and getting, getting, you know, getting comfortable within their own skin and understanding their body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you're, um, that you're working with this and it's a very fair, like, yeah, I, I also heard this and it's a powerful observation that women are making. Um, I also heard um, from women that some who would ne- was were not experiencing orgasms before childbirth, they start experiencing orgasms afterwards. And um, what what actually happens, how I see it, is that um, the final tension that is so habitually stored in the vagina for most women, because even now, you know, uh, for all of us and for everyone who's listening, notice your pelvic floor now. Notice your vagina if you're a woman. Notice your anus. Um, and you will see that habitually there is tension. So see, if you don't need this tension. Yeah, There's no need to hold this tension. And generally, uh, it's a sign of this overactivated sympathetic nervous system, which is the responsible for fight to flight and stress. So we are constantly habitually in the, in the state of stress, as if something is about to attack us. Yeah, any moment. So we are in that habit of uh, being tight and tense and uh, overusing our body. And then eventually it results in this overuse of muscles. It results in numbness. And actually the opposite of this tight uh, uh, pussies that maybe some women wish for uh, happens is that on the contrary, the, the muscles become atrophied. So, uh, um, and with this childbirth experience, then, of course, it's like what happens is that to really open, to allow this magnificent being, this newborn uh, baby to go through uh, it, a, a real big softening and a real big opening has to take place. 
So for some women, it's the first time in their life that they experience this big opening and softening. And then, of course, their sexuality will change. And of course, their whole life will change. And uh, I totally also um, agree and, and hear from many women that birth, childbirth, it can be a profound mystical experience. All right, so I don't sound too crazy then. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not to me. <laughs> no, because I, I mean, I, I, uh, a lot of the work I follow was like Ina May, and she's very big into, you know, with pregnancy. I don't know if you've ever heard, heard about her at all. No, I haven't yet. Highly recommend checking her out because the thing she's all about, she's mm-hmm. a midwife. She started out in Tennessee. Um, she is all empowering women and educating and all this great stuff. But one of the things that she's big on is, you know, connecting and, and, and during the pregnancy process and intimacy during the pregnancy process and how to stimulate certain things. And she's very into that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very taboo to a lot of people, even for myself, I, my wife, you know, she read the books and she's like, this is what she recommends. I'm going, uh, I studied from her. I don't remember hearing those things. And then she's like, yeah, you know, you got to do this and this. And this is some of the things that she has talked about. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know how that, you know, that's going to go when you're doing your thing. <laughs> she's like, I'm not saying we have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, like you show pictures of, you know, couples making out and, 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 and that kind of concept and how it helps the journey and the process of everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, that's a, that's an interesting one. Can we get through one first? Just, you know, making sure. And then after that, we, you know, maybe we'll be open to other things, but, uh, <laughs> but her work is a lot on that. So I think you, you would find a lot of cool things mm. in that. So wanted to share that with you. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. I'll check it out. Well, you know, any, um, what have, you know, I know you have a lot of, uh, wonderful resources and stuff on your website and you just have a ton of things that you're up to. Um, what are some of the things that you're doing right now? What do you have going on to share with the listeners? So who are listening to this, um, you know, can check you out and, and see what you're up to and whatnot. Mm, yeah, I'd love to share. Thank you for asking. Well, um, I would love to share. I'm always having lots of, uh, amazing projects that are happening, but uh, something I'm very proud of right now are my online courses because they are very accessible and they are, you know, people can do them anytime, anywhere, and people really love them. You know, even sometimes I am myself a bit skeptical about online courses because it's like, okay, I like to be, if I do a course, it's nice to interact with other people and things like this but the success of those online courses is kind of beyond what i uh, what i hoped for and people really benefit from the practices and they really uh, take them deep and we like those online courses especially especially the ones i'm talking about because we mentioned this in this call um about uh, acting the genitals for men and for women and uh I also have a course, uh, so there's a course called Activated Man and Activated Woman. I also have a course for uh, couples called Limitless Love. And I'm, uh, um, it's amazing to do work individually and then also together. Um, highly recommend all of this. And I also am happy to offer to your listeners uh, a special thing. I can offer 50% off for the courses just because I empathize with the situation in the world and it, it's a tricky, tricky times we're living right now. So I'm happy to offer this gift as well. So sign up with a code InstaLove. We can use this code InstaLove. We can also, I can, I will share with you afterwards. Um, then you will get this uh, possibility to enroll with a discount. So I feel that this is a, a beautiful way to, to continue this journey if this really speaks to people who are listening. And actually I have a free ebook that I've written called Your Orgasmic Guide. And there I give very simple nines how to actually activate those body orgasms. Awesome. Are you there? Yes. Oh, I thought I lost you. Sorry. Um, that is awesome. Yeah. Tons of great content. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm, I was skimming through your website. I'm just like, she has a lot going on here. This is good stuff. And I appreciate you, you know, with the discount and all that too, because, you know, these are tough times that we are uh, experiencing in the world. This is 
you know, I think everything happens for a reason. This was, you know, and this is a great time for people to dive deeper into themselves. And what a great way to do it than this way, which is totally more out of the way than what normally would think of. Um, but it's also something that, you know, a lot of humans engage into, right? Besides us and dolphins, mm-hmm. there's only two that in, <laughs> do this for pleasure. But it's a great way to tap in with themselves and connect with their sexuality, connect with their creative power, open up their heart chakra, and they'll start to waking up that Kundalini and see a whole different world than what they experience and actually feel alive, right? Have that freedom and have that kind of experience. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. One last thing, Sophia, how can people connect with you? How can they reach, you know, your, what, what social media outlets are you on? Um, what, what, uh, how can they reach out and see what you're up to and keep follow with uh, all that you do? Um, well, I am very active on Instagram and Facebook. So that's very easy to find me over there. I also have videos on YouTube. So just uh, look for, look me up. Sophia with F Sundari. And uh, also if you uh, do get this um, free ebook, the Yorkton Guide, then you will also uh, be added to my mailing list. And um, I'll also be sharing every now and then I'm sending out emails with new articles and things like this. Um, so welcome to follow me those uh, outlets awesome we'll have all those in the show notes guys the codes all that stuff we'll have it all in there so if you're don't have to jot this down you can see it right there um sophia this was a lot of fun this was uh, uh, uh it, it was everything and more than i expected uh i had a lot of fun here i learned a lot um you know, and uh, I appreciate the work you're doing. I think it's very, very critical. It's, it's huge for many different reasons. Um, and, uh, you know, continue to share and uh, continue to do the amazing work that you're doing. Mm, thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is Dr. Vic 21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, Pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.